0: Wednesday's Child podcast where we get to talk to you about all things body image, eating disorders and all those kind of trials and tribulations that people experience when they're battling back from a devastating mental health journey on which may or may not relate to all these matters of body image and eating disorders and as you know sometimes we get the most amazing and inspirational guests to join us on the podcast and I'm really pleased to say I've got somebody joining me today who has become quite noisy on the social media feeds that I follow of late and many of you may have heard of her, seen her tweets and in particular um, seen a lot more noise that she's been creating since the very recent um, findings in the report by the Health and Social Care Committee and this was all about what's what's the world doing about uh, the issues of weight and editing and all the effects that it has on young people and indeed adults. So, very pleased to say that joining me today is Suzanne Samaka. Hello, Suzanne, how are you?
1: Hey, Debbie, thank you for having me. I
0: have to say, that's that's the first time I've said your surname out loud. Have I said it right, Samaka,
1: is that right? Yeah, Samaka, Samaka, yeah, normally pronounced Samaka, that's great. It's not the easiest one to guess. so if somebody's
0: going to find you online they may well have heard of you with the hashtag honesty about editing is that right the the campaign that you launched now I know that this this campaign idea honesty about editing has been at the sort of front and center of what the health and social committee report was last week but as you've said to me you were actually already on that bandwagon some time ago and you were kind of kicking that along telling people we need to do something about this this is a problem this is feeding into people's low self-esteem this is creating issues around eating disorders so can you go back a little bit and tell me why why does someone like you get really hot under the collar and say I need to do something about
1: this yeah absolutely um so if I go go back to the beginning so about five years ago one of our family members was diagnosed with anorexia and uh, it was the first time I've been exposed to eating disorders I've never been I was one of those people that was completely ignorant to it had absolutely no idea about eating disorders or how they affect uh, the people suffering but also the the, everybody around that person Um, so our family member spent uh, periods of time in inpatient clinics um, And when visiting them, I think what absolutely blew my mind was how full to bursting these places were. And they were under 18, so it wasn't an adolescent unit, Um, but with adolescent girls and boys. um, And as a a parent and auntie member of society, I, I just remember thinking something has to be done about this. Um, and I'm not against social media at all I think it's absolutely powerful when used in the right way Um, what I'm against is the lack of transparency and then I think many young people and adults it's certainly not just young people and it doesn't discriminate at all it's not just girls or women it's men and boys and and, uh, growing worryingly growing rate as well. Um, I just thought something has to be done because there's a huge lack of self-esteem and comparison. Everybody is seeing these highlight reels of people's lives and then looking back and thinking, well my life doesn't look like that or my body doesn't look like that. And that's one thing, but I think when you add in digital editing where that person doesn't look like that either Um you're comparing yourself to something that can't be achieved and is completely unobtainable. yeah
0: and, and I think fortunately we have had some celebrities come out in recent years haven't we saying I will refuse now I, w- I will not be on the cover of a magazine once I have been edited to looking nothing like what I actually exist as you know and, yeah. and I think that's a great thing but you're right when we look at highly influenced young people and adults and you know I I, we can talk about oh aren't younger people more impressionable but even as adults however kind of worldly wise we are particularly this time of year you see photos of someone saying oh look at me on the beach in my on my Instagram post I'm posting this lovely happy family holiday and we can all get caught up in oh my god that world is real but we all sort of deep down we know there's an inherent kind of fakeness to it it's a facade but I think when it comes into body image and reflections of people's physicality, it's ever more dangerous, isn't it? And, and I think that's why it's so yeah. important, that the work that the Health and Social Care Committee has been doing on this. And it's now talking about pushing forward. with. Did you, when you saw that report come out, did you feel relieved? Did you feel kind of emboldened by it or do you feel angry? It's taken so bloody long. What, what do you feel?
1: Well, uh, so when I started the campaign, I then found out that there's an MP called Dr. Luke Evans, who is brilliant, and he's an ex-GP, um, who's now an MP, and he's pushing, and he has been pushing for a number of years, but it was thrown out of Parliament for uh, various parliamentary processes, Um for labeling of digitally edited content, and the reason for that is because he's seen firsthand as a GP the effects on people's body image and mental health um, when comparing themselves to this idealistic, unobtainable image. So um, so there,
0: when you talk about labeling of those images, Suzanne, are we saying that any image, a bit like at the moment when a celebrity is endorsing something because they are paid to do the advert they have to now say legally they have to say on their post this is a paid for post are we saying that there would be something of that nature about
1: edited images very similar yeah so uh that's exactly what we're asking for so obviously there'll be uh, a cut off so if it's myself with my hundred followers that's probably not going to count but if I had a hundred thousand then absolutely uh, there's a, a responsibility and certainly an influence there um, but there'll be a, a benchmark of people that have to do this and um, so absolutely what what we're campaigning for is asking for that label of some sort or kite mark, but people know that person might look amazing, but that person actually doesn't look like that in real life. Um, so, and to be honest, for me, I'm not against editing. If people want to edit their, their photos, absolutely fine. Again, going back to the transparency about it, um, for me, it kind of falls in the bucket of, um, plastic surgery It's so your body you can do what you like it's not it's not for me to say what you can and can't do um, but I think there's certainly a responsibility that just needs to provide a level of transparency around it's what kind of honesty,
0: integrity that comes with it isn't it rather than letting the world think yeah. in the same way you know I, I work in the world of PR and marketing and I think in the world of advertising it wouldn't be right to say that somebody's hair looks miraculously like this just because of the shampoo they've used when actually the truth is it's been kind of stylized with this product and this product and so you get the small print doesn't, don't you underneath yeah. these adverts that kind of have to tell the truth and I think it's, yeah. it stands to reason that we should need to be more open and transparent in particular if these small changes which actually are they that small but these things add up To aiding the ability we have to support young people's self-esteem and their ability to fight the demons that the kind of mental health issues that we sit here on the podcast and talk about all the time, they are definitely perpetuated to some degree by the external influences that these people see. And I would absolutely be on your page, and I say this often about social media is a blessing and a curse because Wednesday's child connects with a community of people experiencing eating disorders and supports them through social media. So I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say social media is all wrong. It exists for a reason, used in the right way it's a good thing, but used in the wrong way it's incredibly harmful. So these kind of rules, changes, just kind of the ways in which people are allowed to engage with social media would just be so transformative. So Where are we today after this report, after the kind of conversations you've had a year on from when you launched this? Are we further forward? Are we going to see this? Is that my Christmas present this year? Are we going to see, you know, by the end of this year, an announcement that says edited photos will have to be labelled as such?
1: I think it's fair to say we are a lot further forward. Than we were previously. When and to answer your question, when I saw the report come out, I did breathe a sigh of relief that finally people are, are starting to realise the the statistics, the growth in eating disorders and anxiety and depression, um, and and linking the two together um, and trying to put some uh, efforts in place to to relieve that. Um, but I think we have to be realistic. Anything in terms of uh, legislation takes a very long time, um, which is why as part of the honesty about editing campaign, yes, I'm trying to get legislation changed, but I'm also trying to create awareness around what uh, editing can look like, how easy it is Um I've recently set a TikTok up that shows pictures that are uh, before editing and after editing to try and also provide that awareness for people um to and it is taking that responsibility yourself and I've done it recently in you know in the past year or so I've changed um the accounts that I follow, the social media that I look at. And taking a real conscious decision to think about, is this content that I'm consuming helpful to me? If it's not, I'm getting rid of it. And what I've noticed is you don't miss it. It's hard to do. It's hard to press unfollow. And even if it's friends or um, contacts that you've known for a long, long time, it's hard to press that mute button or unfollow but once you do you don't miss it at all and actually you do realize that you're a heck of a lot happier on the back of it. Yeah
0: I think that we talked a lot on this this podcast about one thing that people can do is um, kind of audit their social channels and think you know am I following things that aren't really helping me and sometimes in the eating disorders community we talk about people that might have a more toxic narrative that they talk about the way they talk about people's bodies or and and even as you say sometimes that means even muting friends and family sometimes just because you don't wholly agree in in this particular aspect of the world you don't agree with the way they go about things or perhaps the way they talk about bodies or images or whatever so I can see why anybody might feel like oh goodness is this a bit sensitive if I've got to kind of unfriend or unfollow people but I think we're all doing what's right for our health and well-being aren't we and the the more that we yeah. have help and support in being able to do this on a more national level, I think that would be such a huge leap forward.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. And I think it is tough. It is tough to take that responsibility. Um, but I think also uh, the people or content that you mute or unfollow, they don't know that you've done that. Um, and the I think that's do, they? quite a... Uh, a conscious thing that you have to realize yourself I remember feeling like are they going to be offended if I if I don't follow that content anymore but actually they they won't know um so it is really looking after yourself and putting yourself first. Oh,
0: wow, I have to say you know my hat off to you for being sparked to do something by you know the journey that somebody you knew and loved had, had been through and I think to push the campaign as far forward as you have and it, I'm just so pleased for you that you can now see the very thing that you were fighting for becoming part of a bigger picture narrative and it feels like maybe it's getting some traction and I hesitate to say maybe because you know those of us that have been around eating disorders and body image stuff but for a long time we worry that this goes at a snail's pace and feel it should go a damn sight faster but <laughs> every one of these little things will help without a doubt it will what's what's the big ask for you as of today so anybody out there listening to this who's either been through an eating disorder is supporting someone with an eating disorder or has ever been drawn into those thoughts about body image what can they do to join your campaign be on the same bus with you and help us see this through yeah
1: absolutely so At the moment, we're trying to get as many signatures as we possibly can. Uh, So you can pretty much put the hashtag in any social media channel and you'll find us. It's hashtag honesty about editing. Um, Or you can follow us on our social media channels, which is Instagram at Protect Youth Mental Health um, and Twitter at Suzanne Samarca. Um, but like I say, at the moment, it's just a case of trying to get as much public weight and support behind this as possible. We are seeing Parliament talking about this for the first time. Um, and I really want to keep that momentum to, like you say, get things changed. Uh, Parliament is a bit of a mess, to say the least, at the moment. Um, but I think actually collaboration and the people who aren't in Parliament are the game changers. The people in parliament are the ones who are just talking about it and can actually uh, change things but I think the people that are campaigning and, and doing things like you do, um, there's so many of us trying to make a change and I think the louder and more we talk about it the more likely something has to happen.
0: That's so true and um, something that you know I, I echo that we talk a lot about and um, the collaborative voice in this space there's no point in us all fighting as you know little minnows in the pond it's all kind of let's bring everybody together and my goodness we're a mighty force you know a really big voice if we can all kind of really pull that strength of feeling together and the lived experience and and I think again i go back to just where your experience is with a family member my experience as somebody who's been through it those experiences are equally as important as an MP as a GP as You know, anybody that's kind of come around that parliamentary table to make these decisions, we all have a voice in this. We all have a part to play. And whether you write a letter to an MP, whether you put the hashtag in and put a post out on your social media today, or whether you just personally audit all your own social media channels and decide to live your life in a better way that isn't so drawn in by this sort of unhealthy approach to sort of edited images. I think we can all make those small changes and we can encourage our friends and family and our colleagues to do exactly the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is a level of responsibility for for family members or people that are suffering to take on, but I think there's absolutely people that need to be supporting them at the same time. And that's what I'm fighting for.
0: Well, it's amazing work that you're doing. It really, really is i tell you what I'd love to do, Suzanne, is, is catch up with you really regularly and, and see how the campaign's going and see if there are other things that we can do together. I I, I have this sense that there's there's some more work we could be doing directly. Wednesday as child, we go into schools and we talk about eating disorders. And I'd love to get you more involved in particularly coming in and chatting to some sixth form levels and saying, you know, this is where you start to kind of stand up and be counted as young adults. Let your local MPs know that this isn't good enough. You're not going to let this pass. And maybe have got a new prime minister yeah. in maybe now's a good a time as any to start saying actually, yeah, let's make some changes here. This is what we want to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like like I said earlier, I, I love to talk about this, and I'm I'm somebody that uh, will talk forever. Um, so absolutely at yeah, all all levels I'd love to be involved in anywhere I can be. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, Suzanne. What we're gonna do is we're gonna put in the show notes your various Uh, social media links and hashtags so that people can get in touch with you directly and as I say in a few months time I think we'll catch up again and maybe we'll also yeah definitely if if anybody's interested in doing a live webinar and asking Suzanne a little bit more about the work she's been doing we'd be happy to host that on Wednesday's Child so if you email us at hello at wednesdayschild.co.uk and just put Suzanne's um, kind of information in the uh, subject um, box we will Set that aside. And if there's a good number of you that would like to hear a little bit more from Suzanne, we'll do a bit more of a one to one with you over a live webinar. That'd be great fun. Thanks again, Suzanne.
1: Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, everyone. For listening to the latest podcast episode of Wednesday's Child. We'll be back really soon. As ever, take care of yourself, look after your recovery and remember, there is life beyond.